0: topic on tonight. Adequate in Him. Amen. Real simple. Nothing really heavy. Amen. Adequate in Him. Amen. Uh, One thing God tries to do with us is to help us to understand that uh, things really don't have to be so hard. Amen. Amen. Uh, life really don't have to be so hard. Uh, Jesus said, first of all, he said, "I come that you might have life, and that you have it more abundantly." We we really don't have to struggle so much. We really don't have to go through so much. When I mean, now then I understand that that God allows certain. Uh, scenarios or certain things to unfold in our lives to either push us somewhere or draw us into something. Amen. He's either pushing us somewhere. Watch this, or drawing us into something. You, you all remember. Uh, The young man by the name of Jonah uh, The Bible said that The word of the Lord came unto him And he decided to take up on himself Listen to me now He decided to take up on himself To go in a different direction Uh, And while he was on This path That he chose For himself Amen God sent out the storm The storm came They picked a lot Jonah said, if you need this thing to stop, you got to toss me over. Now, that's not the point. The point of the the matter is that Jonah thought that he was going the way he wanted to go. And you have to know, you can't get anywhere. You can't get around God. You can't get under God. You can't get over God. Uh, There's nowhere you can go to get away from God. Remember we said it David said it best He said no matter where I make my bed You are there And you need to know No matter where you go No matter what you do And no matter how you do it When you do it What time you do it Who you do it with You better know that God is there And what we try to do We try sometimes to operate without God Come on, talk back to me. And when we operate without God, that's when we find these storms. Hear me. There's nothing wrong with being in the storm, but when you're in the storm and you're not anchored properly, oh come on, the song says if your soul is not, hey wife, is not anchored in Jesus you will surely drift away and so in order for you to be able to do the things that God is calling you to do, you have to have your adequacy, you have to have the ability given to you by God Amen well, so sometimes we don't want God to give it to us. <laughs> Many times we want to believe that we're self-sufficient. Um, they, y'all remember people used to call themselves self-made millionaires. Are you really sure you were self-made? Amen. You, are you really positive that what you did, you did it all by yourself? Listen, I have come to know and realize there is nothing that I can do By myself. Amen. If God does not give me the ability to lift up an arm. I won't be able to do it. If God does not give me the ability to move. I can't move. And if God did not give me the ability. To minister. Then I can't minister. And this is what our writer was talking about. This is what Paul was talking to uh, the church in 2 Corinthians about. Ministering. Having the ability to minister. That's why he says that our adequacy comes from God. Watch this. In order to minister. In order to do. In order to represent God in the proper way. He has to give you the strength, can I say it again, for the servants. I'm going to read out a different translation. It says this, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. Amen. But God gives us our sufficiency. Amen. Listen, it says this. Can I read it right here? Let me read this right here. Amen. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient. Watch this. As ministers (laughs) of the new covenant. Now, I, I don't want to get into the new covenant thing yet because I want us to try to understand what Paul is telling us right now. see, he, He's saying, don't get beside yourself. That's what he's really saying. Don't start believing that when, when you do what you do, that is it's all because of you. Don't start believing when people start joining the church, they're joining because of you. Don't start believing when people flood in, they're flooding in because you sing good or because you teach good or because you preach good. It's never about us. It's always about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, his word. We are only tools. Watch this. We're only tools, now somebody say, Reverend, that don't sound so good, but stay with me. We're only tools used for a purpose. When you use the right tool to do the right job, you'll get the right outcome. See, you can't go get a pair of scissors and try to tighten a boat on a bicycle. Though we did it way back there, <laughs> messed those scissors up. Come on, talk back to me. You cannot tighten a boat. With a pair of scissors, you cannot cut. You cannot cut wood with a spoon. Come on. Somebody said, "Well, I might, but it might. It's gonna take you a long time." Amen. But when you use the saw, watch this. When you use the saw on the wood, it cuts. Why? Because the wood was made for the saw. You ain't saying like right to me. the purpose of the wood is to be cut by something that can cut it. and the saw is made for the wood and the wood is made for the saw. We have been made for Jesus. And we have been made for a purpose. Come on, talk back to me. And our purpose is to minister, not to begin to believe that the things that we do within the boundaries of church is all based on what we can do. And that's what Paul is saying. He said, Don't get into the trap where you think on. It's all because of you. You do not have the strength to do anything. Your sufficiency does not come from you. It comes from God. We're adequate in Him. And this word adequate means just to be capable. Come on, talk back to me. And if you're capable to do anything, hey, Sarai, God bless you. Amen. Come on, Karen Robinson. <laughs> If you are capable of doing anything, you have to know that God has given you the capability to do it. I don't care what it is you do. But if it's teaching, guess who gave you that? God. If it's preaching, however you want to preaching, teaching, uh, however singing, being a great administrator, listen to me, doing whatever you do, You have to know that the adequacy did not come from within yourself. It came from God. He said, can can I read it again? He said, watch this. It is not that we are competent in ourselves. In other words, listen, can we be real with one another tonight? You're not able to do what you're able to do just because you went to school for it. Listen to me. (laughs) You're not able to do what you're able to do because you have a degree that says you can do this. Come on now. You're not able to do it just because when you graduated, you got your cap and gown, and so now you have graduated into this field. Let me tell you something. No degree, no MBA, no PhD, there's no degree that can do what God is doing for you right now. If God says you are not waking up, no PhD, no MBA is going to get you out of the bed. Your adequacy comes from God. If God decides to say, stop walking, that degree ain't going to get your legs moving. Come on, talk back to me. And here's what we have to do. See, we keep on saying Uh, To acknowledge God in all that ways But we don't acknowledge him Like the way we should Sometimes we don't even thank God for our lives Let's be honest Your boy don't do it most of the time either Let's really be real Sometimes we don't even get up and say God I thank you for my arms I thank you for my fingers I thank you for my lips My nose, my ears, my eyes I thank you for all the small stuff See what it is We like to thank God for the big things That he do for our life We like to thank God for healing us from cancer We like to thank God for taking us us through strokes. We like to thank God for te- keeping us from diabetes. All that stuff is good, fine, and then, but guess what? If God does not give you the adequacy to even move your fingers, all this being healed is not going to help you because you're not going to be able to enjoy it. So, whatever you think you're able to do, you're only capable of doing it because God gives you the capability to do it. So to be competent is to be qualified. Stay with me tonight. So to be adequate, watch this, is to be capable. And because you're capable, God qualifies you (laughs) to minister in the area in which he gave you to minister in. You know, ministering is just a service. Listen to me. It does not mean every person is a a preacher, teacher, however you want to say it. But every person can minister. Listen to me. Every person can minister. Every person can serve in some capacity. Do you want to know what a minister is? A minister is a person. Watch this. Let me get this closer. A minister is a person who officially represents their government in a foreign country. Did not the Bible say this is not our home? <laughs> we in a foreign country, y'all. And because we're in a foreign country, watch this, we have to represent the kingdom in which we came from. Ah, acknowledge God in all thine ways and he will direct your path. In other words, it's just saying what this verse is saying. This verse is saying God can give you the capability. He can qualify you in the area in which you need to minister. Now, here's the thing. While you're ministering, you have to know that you're representing the kingdom. Ah, come on now. You have to know that you're representing the kingdom in a foreign land. (laughs) And and this is what our writer wants to know. He wants you to know that you're capable and you're qualified but you also have to know who you are representing every day of your life. Watch this. This portrays a condition that many of us Detest being dependent. and that's up. How many of y'all ever heard somebody say, No, man, I don't like being, I don't want, I don't want to depend on people. Some people you can't depend on. Let's be honest. Some people you can't depend on. So some people, you, you can't ask them to do anything for you because it'll take them 30, 40, 50 days to do it. But then again, there are some people You can ask to do something for you, and you know they'll do it. Amen. There are some people who are dependable. There are some people you can ask to help with something and know that they will do it. But then there are some people who don't want to be dependent upon nobody. They don't want to help with this. They don't want to help with that. They don't want to help with this or that. And so now they find they'll rather struggle than to ask for help. Amen. You know, what? One, one, one of the big arguments women always used to have with men was in cars. Because <laughs> it's always about directions. Come on. And you know, some men don't even like to ask for help. Let alone, watch this, let alone in a place where they're not familiar with, to ask a stranger to help me? I'm a man. I'm not asking for help. I'm going to figure this thing out. And before you know it, you done drove around in circles 45. (laughs) Come on. Wasting gas going in the same spot instead of asking for directions. See, this is why the Bible is here. So it can give us adequate directions, instead of taking upon ourselves to believe we know the way when God said, I already got you a way, I already got you hope, and I already got you a future, I laid the plan out, he told the prophet, I knew you before you were born, I already planned your life. Already got connections lined up. Already got resources for you. Already got the school for you if you want to go back to school. Already got the credit company. Go head back out there and go. Already got the house. Already got the car. Already got the husband. Already got the wife. But we want to take it upon ourselves to try to plan a future that God has clearly already set before us and planned it out way before we were born. But many of us don't want to depend on God. We don't want to depend on nobody. Because we want to be mature. We want to be grown. We don't want to ask for help because we think asking for help make us look weak. No. Because if you don't know something, (laughs) ain't no sense in you messing stuff up. All right. So we detest being dependent. And yet, that's the spiritual life in a nutshell. Here the apostle Paul freely admits his weakness, didn't I just say that? And inability. Ah, come on. You know one thing I one thing that makes a, 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 a leader great is when a leader knows that he or she is not good at something. When the parent knows they're not good at this. Come on, talk back to me. It's okay to know what you're not good at. It's okay to understand that you may not be as strong in math as you are in science. And because you're not as strong in math, you got to get you what they call a tutor. What the tutor does, it helps you to fine tune, stay with me. It helps you to fine tune what's really already in you. You just haven't pulled it out. <laughs> Come on here. Then did, did Paul say, Hey Timothy, stir up the gift. That's inside of you. Oh, come on. Talk back to your boy tonight. And many of you have to know. That you have been qualified. You are capable of doing whatever God has called you to do. All you need is a little tutoring. Pastor Beatty says sometimes you just need a jump start. Amen. He just gave an illustration earlier today. About how this boy, car stopped. And to make the long story short. His father had some capes. And he gave his son a jump. And some of y'all need that. That's all what a tutor is. A tutor is just a jump start to get going the stuff that you already got on the inside of you. So stop thinking that you cannot do it, stop believing that you're not capable of being when God had already declared you victorious through Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, when God has already declared you're healed, when God has already declared no more lack, when God has already declared that you are a seed of Abraham, heir to the promise that there are some inheritances waiting on you. You have to know that you are capable, you are qualified, and God has given you the adequacy to be what he called you to be in this land. So don't get all bent out of shape. Because there's some things you can't do. It's all right. That's why you got God. See, Paul. Paul said he said this. When I'm weak, that's when you are strong. Are you serious? That's that's called a backup. But I know what a backup generator is. Is when the power. <laughs> oh, thank you. When the power go out, Lord have mercy. The backup pop on. And you don't lose nothing. Come on, talk back to me. The power generator pops on. A lot of these big corporations got these big old uh, uh, generators set up. So if power go out, power pops right back on. It takes about a couple of seconds delay. But it comes right back on. And, and, and God says, Paul says, Is this when I'm weak? Is this what Jesus said? You are strong because I am strong when you are at your weakest point. That's when you're really at your strongest point. In other words, you don't miss out on nothing. So God makes you adequate. And it comes from God. Get out of your head to the extent that his life displays any competency or success, Paul is quick to credit God as being the source. And see, this is why he says that the sufficiency comes from God because whatever success we have sometimes, we don't give God the credit when credit is due to God all the time. Not some of the time, all the time. Whatever success you have in life, God gets that credit. You bought that house, guess who get the credit? God. Come on, talk back to me. Somebody had blessed you, guess who get the credit? God. You got healed, guess who get the credit? Not Dr. So-and-so, Dr. Jesus gets the credit. Y'all ain't talking. nothing back to me. Whenever you accomplish something great in your life, God is the one who gets the credit. Not you, not your boy. Amen. Because it's God that brings the adequacy from above. So, Paul says, I give credit to God as being what? The source. In a prior letter to the Corinthian Christians, he had asked, what do you have? That you didn't receive in 1 Corinthians 4 and 7. Now it's ironic that Paul is talking to the Christians. (laughs) He's not talking to any unsaved folks. He's talking to the church at Corinth. And it's a sad thing that the church. Seem to be the ones who take God for granted. Just like the children of Israel. They, they, they only needed God mostly. When they wanted to get out of any issues. Or any problems they were having. They was thirsty. They called God. We need water. When they hungry. Lord we hungry. Come on talk back to me. And sometimes as Christians, we do God like that. We, we only want them when we need them. But God is so good that he keeps on waking us up every day. It's funny though, that a lot of these messages that was written by Paul, he wrote these messages to Christians to the people who are supposed to somehow or another already have it together. To the people who are supposed to know or have a relationship with Christ in such a way that it's for Christ I live and it's for Christ I die. But we don't really have that relationship like that with Christ. Because it shows, come on, sometimes you're with me, sometimes you're not, (laughs) if I say something you like, you on board, come on, or or how about this, when we're in a setting to a, a church setting, then we have this church personality, but what about when we're not in church? What about when we're not in the sanctuary? Come on. Are you still the same? Are you still gonna say, oh, you did such a great job? Oh, I still love you. Are you still the same person that you were Sunday for about two and a half hours? Are you the same person Monday all the way through Saturday? Do you only rely on God on Sunday? Do you only rely on God when you get in trouble? Do you only rely on God when your children are getting on your nerves? How often do you rely on the power of God in your life? Is it circumstantial power or is it stationary all the time, never changing? You're always needing Him, you're always wanting Him. You need God in you all the time, during the morning, noon, and night. Or do you believe? You are the one that gets you out of what you're in. Come on, talk to me. Watch this. Some people refuse to be used by God. (laughs) Because they think of themselves sometimes, watch this. Not only do people don't want to be dependent on God, but there are a lot of people who think they are not ready to be used by God. You think because you done had these kids out of wedlock, God can't use you? He sure can. You, you think because you've been smoking a long time and drinking a long time, God can't use you? He sure can. Look through the Bible and see what type of folks he used. <laughs> he used all kinds of people. Liars, drunks, murderers. Come on. Adulterers. Thieves. He used them all. And everyone served his purpose. So don't let the enemy make you believe that you are not adequate enough for God. God has already qualified you. As Soon as you said yes to the Lord, you became qualified. As soon as you said yes to Jesus Christ, you have been approved. Come on, talk back to me. As soon as you said yes to the Lord, your will became his will. But all you have to do is let go. Stop trying to hold on. Stop trying to hold on. Just let it go and let God handle it. Watch this. Some of us don't believe that we're ready to be used by God. But in a sense, we're never ready or worthy. If we were, the sufficiency would be in ourselves and not from God. See, if we can get ourselves ready, if we can make ourselves to be certain things in this land, then we will not have no need for God. But because, (laughs) but because we need them and because we love them. And because we said yes to him, watch this, we allow him to operate in our lives in such a way where the things that should have taken us out, he's given us the ability to go through it. And not only go through it, but to come out and not look like what we've been through. So you're adequate in Him. You are enough. You are smart enough. You are intelligent enough. You are tall enough. You, you do have the IQ to do it. You can write it. You can get it. You do have the credit for it. All you have to do is trust God because the adequacy don't come from you and I. And it don't come from your best friend. It don't come from your BFF. It don't come from your boo. It don't come from your husband, your wife. Your adequacy and your sufficiency all comes from God. You are adequate in him.